Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Friday, September 22, 2023. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm your host, Steve Schultz, founder along with my wife of both Elijah List and Elijah Streams that you're watching right now. Excuse me. Yeah, we are in year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets and loving every minute of it. So we're going to bring on Andrew Whalen here in just a couple minutes. Uh, he's always uh, comes with fresh revelation from the Lord, uh, mostly in dream, vi- dream, dream visions or dreams of the night. You know, we'll ask him more about that. But there's a lot of different uh, revelation that he's bringing today. I've, I've got the notes They're right here. So um, this will be great. So a quick reminder that Johnny Enlow will be here with us on Monday. Uh, as always, sometimes he's not on Monday, but on a different day, but he will be with us on Monday. So uh, before we bring in Andrew, let's go ahead and uh, give you a quick reminder of the uh, beautiful wells that you all are helping us drill. So here we go with that. Every day, people in Africa are faced with an impossible decision. Dirty water or no water at all. No one should have to make that choice. Together, we can help by providing clean water wells. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. That's great. I love that. I love that spot. All right. Time to bring Andrew Whalen. So here we go. Andrew, you're back. Good to see you. Yeah, Steve. Good to be here. It's nice to, to get you back on. There's always... Uh, let, let me ask you a question about your revelation. I was going to do that. I mentioned that a, a, a minute ago. Is most of your revelation in dreams? Do you have also open visions and, and uh, spiritual encounters? What? How does most of your revelation come? I would say primarily most of my revelation comes in dreams. Okay. But uh, in saying that, so, you know, I look every, every morning I wake up, I have a family routine and I say, you know, I, first off, I record anything that I had that night, any dreams. And then I go and ask my kids, kids, did you guys have dreams? Really? Uh, Yeah. And I'll ask my wife and um, yeah, we will. And I find it interesting that many times, not always, but many times, when there's a significant, uh, vivid God dream on one night, usually several times it's happened where uh, multiple people in my family will have powerful dreams on the same night. And so, um, yeah, it's very. Are those dreams about the same thing, the same night, or just other revelation that you need? Um, sometimes, sometimes it's completely, you know, separate other revelation. And sometimes it's so shockingly similar that it's like, this is incredible. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, um, but yeah, you know, and then there's times where I, I just try to discern and walk with the Lord, you know, throughout the days. And so there, there's times, you know, where I'll be, 
you know, I, I might be at the coffee shop. I find like the coffee shop is like this open heaven for me for some reason. I'll go to a coffee shop. Maybe it's the coffee too. I love coffee. So when I'm there, sometimes I'm just hearing things. I'm, I'm getting things in my heart. Sometimes I'll see visions. Sometimes the most interesting prophetic things start happening at coffee shops. Really? So, yeah. Wow. It's, uh, you know, it's just fascinating how God speaks and communicates. Now, are you a seer at all? Do you see with your naturalized angels and all that? Um, yes, but that is not as regular, but okay. it, it has happened. Um, and so there's times where it surprises me, you know, and, and um, I've had some open visions. Those are, those are not as common. But then the dreams, it's interesting. A lot of my open visions actually happen within the context of dreams. So it's, uh, yeah, it's very fascinating. How can, I love and, and explain now you got to say that. How, how can an open vision, which means you're open with your eyes, happen yeah. in the, related to a dream? Explain that. So, for instance, I've had times where I've been in a dream and it's, you know, in within the dream, I'm actually find myself uh consciously aware that now I'm having an open vision into the spirit realm. And so that's happened. Interesting. Yeah, that's happened. So, and then you wake up and realize you had a vision within the dream. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Well, there's some really great stuff here. I see we have coming. So I'm going to turn you loose on this. You're starting uh, with going back to something in 2014. So this looks really good. So, yeah, I, um, it's I've got a lot of stuff going on in my my mind today. So let me, um, <laughs> let me pull up my notes so I stay on track. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so 2014 in this dream that I had, and I don't I don't have recorded what month and day it was, but yeah. I know it was the first year it, in 2014. My wife and I started a house of prayer, and um, it was called the Prayer and Justice Center. And I remember it was the first year of that house of prayer that we did that I had this dream. And in the dream, I saw that I was hosting a conference on deliverance. Hmm. And um, I drove. So in the dream, I didn't know where I was going, but I found myself driving to pick up a man from a hotel who I knew was going to be the guest speaker um, or the trainer at this conference. Hmm. And all I know is that his name was Jeff, which, you know, I didn't know him in real life. I still don't know who he directly was, but his name was Jeff, which means God's peace. So I think that's kind of a play on words there that God was highlighting something about what he wanted to do. So anyway, um, when I went to pick up this man named Jeff, he got into my car and I was very excited and I asked him. I said, are you ready to come and speak on deliverance? And he responded and said, actually, I'm speaking on frequency because frequency is the key to deliverance. So I will. Oh, interesting. And you understood that to mean literal frequencies. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, I didn't know what that meant, to be honest. Okay. Um, All right. you know, I think at the time I had the dream, it was a little not on my radar. I don't think I knew anything about uh, frequency and yeah. um, any of that. And so it just kind of piqued my interest and, and I just started to pursue the Lord on it. So kind of let me give you a little context yeah. for uh, frequency. The frequency 
basically it is the spectrum mm -hmm. and I'm, and I just need to forewarn everybody. I am no expert on this and I am not a scientist and I can't totally explain well the, you know, that quantum field and all mm -hmm. of that. But from a basic uh, understanding, frequency is the spectrum of sound and light waves. So basically on one side of the spectrum, frequency is sound. On the other side of the spectra, uh, spectrum, frequency is light. And so God began to unpack this for me. And, you know, I just began to think about frequency as something of, you know, how did people get delivered in the Bible when Jesus or the disciples would go and cast out demons, they would speak. And within that uh, spoken word was the, the frequency of the authority of heaven, the authority of God. And so I just started to kind of put these things together. Well, you know, I think of frequency as, again, sound and light. So hell's frequency, if we want to think of it in sound and light, the lies are its sound. So hell's frequency, its, its sound is lies. And the on the spectrum of light, it's spiritual darkness. So we've got lies and spiritual darkness. This is the okay. frequency of hell. So heaven's frequency, the sound is truth. And the on the spectrum of uh, light and sound, the light is, of course, spiritual light. And we know Jesus is the light of the world. And he said that we are the light in this world. And so anyway, this is I'm putting this all together because uh, something happened recently where I felt the Lord begin to talk to me again about frequency. So I moved to Illinois, as you know, and uh, once I got to Illinois, I had two prophets separate, completely separate of each other and not even living in the state of Illinois, but both of them prophesied the very same word to me separately, not knowing what they brought. Wow. And they both said, uh, Andrew, uh, the Lord says, you are going to shift the ill noise in Illinois. And, and these are two prophets, you know, the likelihood of that happening, period. First of all, just one time, but two times close together. Was it pretty close? Yeah. Together? I mean, it was within the month. Within wow. a month. And you know, honestly, I've lived in Illinois, and I know that some people pronounce Illinois, Illinois. Right. And, um, of course, we don't. If you're from Illinois, you don't say Illinois. But, you know, other yeah. places call Illinois, Illinois. But I had never heard that. I mean, it's funny. I just never had had heard that phrase, Illinois. Right. And twice in one month, I'm hearing it now prophesied over me. And so I'm thinking, this is so interesting. And God began to speak to me further on it. And he, he began to help me understand, Andrew, this isn't just about the state of Illinois. It's about the state of our nation. There's an ill noise that mm. is being released over America, over the culture, and, and that there is an ill noise that's being prepared to be released. That's what I heard. God's He's been putting this urgency on my heart that we need to break the ill noise off of uh, America and off of what the enemy plans to do in America. So well, I, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Okay. So 
moving on um, in prayer after the Lord began to talk to me about this, after I heard those prophetic words in prayer, I heard the Lord say, the enemy has planned an ill noise mm. for the nation. Mm. And this is what he said to me, a frequency of death and darkness. So then I heard the Lord say, release the roar to dispel the ill noise. And um, Steve, I didn't write this in the notes, but it, today I remembered the first dream I'd ever had about the roar. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, and I forgot to actually write it down in our notes, but the dream was probably 10 years ago. and. In the dream, I remember I was in a um, I was in a city, and I was in the streets, and suddenly I found myself in a huge gathering of men. I mean, these were I, I don't know who they were, but I recognized these were like mighty. These were strong, big men. I don't know who they were. I was with them in this city, and I recognized it was a very diverse looking group of men. I I recognized white. Black, Asian, uh, you know, Hispanic, you know, just across yeah. from Native American. I, I mean, it was like this melting pot, so to speak, of uh, diversity. And so in this dream, all of a sudden, I found myself in an instant lifting up a shout, a roar, like, I mean, it was like, surging through us and Whoa. together we were releasing this through the city streets and as we released this sound out of us through the city streets i remember literally feeling like the atmosphere shift and break and in the dream we began i began to weep and all of these other men in the dream began to weep and someone in the dream came up to me and said what is this? What is happening? And I said, this is nothing other than the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Oh, pretty profound. And it was, you know, it was released across the city. And what I recognized is that it shifted the atmosphere. So, Steve, what was interesting is when I had that dream, again, this was 10 years ago, and I don't have the date in front of me, but when I had this, about a few days, I know it was a context of a few days, I was asked to go speak at a men's group. And sorry, this isn't either on the notes. So just okay, to let you know. okay. <laughs> um, so I'll get back to the notes, but I'm going to just share this quick context. Um, when I went to this men's group to go speak, I didn't know who was going to be there. I didn't know what it was going to be about. I was just asked to speak. So I got there and... I was I was very struck at the group. It was so diverse. It was black, white. I saw there was Asian. Uh, there was uh, there was uh, what do you call it? Um, actual people from uh, Mexico that were there. They were um, I forget what they were doing there, but they were they were there. It, in other words, it was like the dream. I, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is that this dream. Um, this meeting is that dream. And so as we're gathering, I shared the dream and I invited these men. 
I said, guys, I feel like we're supposed to do the dream and lift up a roar. I don't even know why, to be mm. honest, except the dream was that I saw a group of men shifting an atmosphere in a city by mm. releasing the roar of the Lion of the Tribe of Judah. So we did it. We released the roar. And I mean, it was this, you know, I mean, just a powerful sound bursting forth out of this group of men. And I'm going to tell you what happened. We could sense the atmosphere change. And I, I visibly watched grown men begin to cry. Really? One man, uh, a, a Hispanic man, actually could not speak. He didn't speak English. And so he was there weeping and weeping and weeping. And so one of his friend, I asked his friend, I said, could, could you translate what's happening to him right now? And the man responded, the, the man crying, told yeah. his uh, the one interpreting, he said, I had planned not to come to this uh, night. And I decided at the last minute I would come, but I was planning on leaving this meeting afterwards and killing myself. And he's, he's weeping and weeping. And he goes, when we released the roar, he said, that thing that made me want to kill myself left me. Wow. You know, I don't, he didn't even know how to describe what the thing was, but he said that thing that was in my head that was telling me to go kill myself, it left me. And, you know, I felt that God gave me a firsthand look. He wanted me to see that this isn't just some silly thing to lift up a shout or the roar. When the Lord is in it, I mean, the enemies buckle. You know, the, the enemy will be, uh, <laughs> he'll come at you in one direction and be scattered he'll flee in in seven in a hundred directions so wow, wow. Um, anyway so that Very was cool. the first context for this roar and recently when i heard the lord say break the ill noise this frequency of death and darkness off of the nation he said release the roar to do it so um let me pull up this other dream this is now number two okay so March of 2019, I had a dream. And in the dream, I am made aware somehow that an assignment of witchcraft is against uh, prophetic intercessors. And I know that I need to find a way to break it off. Next, I find myself in a place where two women are and I begin a conversation with them, and they say, they tell me in the dream, they are some of the highest level witches who operate in ancient power. Wow. I responded to them in this dream, and I said, I am a prophet of Christ, and I operate in the power of the ancient of days. <laughs> These are fun dreams. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's poetic. And yet you're not writing this with your talent, so to speak. You're, you're just recording the dream. Yes. Yeah, very cool. So then I say, uh, then I say, I know that you use remote viewing to see us. That's what I tell them. Okay. Um, I said, but I prophesy that Jesus will meet you in the astral plane. Wow. They were shocked that I knew some of their methods. And I said to myself, God, this, you know, I'm learning in the dream. I'm saying to myself, 
God is teaching me how to break high-level witchcraft. So the dream switches, and I find myself in a building that I am aware is a training school for church leaders and missionaries. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. However, the building is tilted and crooked. Hmm. And I knew, uh, like, like it was physically tilted and crooked. And I knew that what I was seeing was a sign that witchcraft had infiltrated this school and most of the students were under its twisting sway. And wow. they were, I knew in the dream that the students who were supposed to be at this ministry school were actually bound and struggling with depression, immorality, addictions, uh, among other things. So immediately in the next scene, I am in a conference and the leaders ask me to come up and pray. I said, I said this, first, before we pray, we must lift up a shout for the word says, God goes up with a shout. And so it's, I was didn't know, but I was actually prophetically speaking the scripture of Psalm 47, verse 5. It says, God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Wow. So then I said, in this dream still, then I said, when God goes up, because I said we needed to lift up a shout, and I, um, because uh, the scripture says he goes up with a shout. I said, when God goes up, it means that he stands up on his throne to deal with our enemies. Then in the dream, we shouted and roared as a corporate group, and I prophesied. The witchcraft over you is breaking, and the thief is being forced to return what he has taken and the chains to idols and altars are being cut, and the principalities that have influenced you are now cut off. And I then in the dream prophesied and said, when the roar of the Lord is released through his people, it breaks witchcraft off the atmosphere. Dream end. Wow. Wow. Very powerful. By the way, when you had that dream that you... Was it that you realized later it was Psalms 47.5, or did you even know that in the dream? I did not know that that was the scripture. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So I, I love, I love when God will do that, when he'll yeah. have to prophesy something that I wasn't even aware I was prophesying the scripture. Yeah, it so confirms. It's like, you know, this wasn't pizza or something else that you, you're dreaming because of this was the word of the Lord, which would, yeah, very cool. So, um, you know, I, I began, uh, Steve, I began to just recall these dreams and they, you know, in the context of breaking the ill noise off of our nation and uh, shifting the frequency or the atmosphere, the Lord started to teach more about the roar. So let me give you what uh, the next one is, number three. So in the summer of 2019, um, I had another dream and in this dream, I'm handed a book, and I don't know who the author is, but I see the title of the book. It says, 
seven keys to defeat the enemy. Hmm. I opened the book and I saw the first key. It was in the dream. It was written out, the first key. And it simply said, key number one, in all capital letters, ROAR. R -O -R. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> wow. And it's interesting because the other keys, for some reason, I was kept from seeing them. Like they were all blank. I couldn't see them. I was only given key number one in this dream. And it's funny because I tell people this. I said, I tell people this dream. Sometimes I'll go speak at different places. And I said, well, sorry, I only have the first key. So all we're going to do is roar. We're just going to roar. That's the only key I have right now. Um, but a year later, after this dream, during a time of prayer and asking God for the second key, I, uh, I clearly heard him say, I, I remember where I was. I was at a place in Missouri, and I clearly heard the Holy Spirit say the second key is covenant. And God began to teach me um, about these things and specifically about the power of the roar. So um, I want to just kind of break down the what the roar is, because I, Steve, I, the reason I this is it's heavy on my heart right now because I feel like what the enemy wants to do is there is an ill noise. We've already we're already seeing it, but I think we're see, we're going to experience another measure of a frequency of death and darkness and lies and all of these things. And the Lord is saying, I want to raise up a roar uh, to break the power of this frequency, to break the sound of this darkness and destruction that the enemy wants to loose. So that's why I want to give a little context for yeah. the roar. Yeah. And um, he began to teach me about the roar. The first roar, the Lord said, Andrew, the first roar is this. He says, it's Matthew 27, 46. So about three in the afternoon, Matthew 27, 46, about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So what many people do know, um, and maybe some don't, but he was actually quoting from Psalm chapter 22, when he was on the cross, when he, when he cried that out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Everybody there in the context, in that Hebrew culture context, knew that he was quoting Psalm 22. And he was referencing Psalm 22. Psalm 22 starts with, my God, my God. Of course, you know, they didn't have, maybe I should say that, they didn't have uh, chapter and verse in those days, but the fact is they all knew the passage of scripture that he was referring to, which we have now put into Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is Psalm 22. Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my words of groaning? Hmm. Well, it's interesting, but but I, I just felt the Spirit the Lord trying to teach me and saying, go deeper on this. And so he had me look up groaning. And when you break it down in the actual meaning of groaning, it literally means roar. And in other words, I believe the, 
Jesus was not saying, he wasn't releasing a cry of defeat as if he's forever forsaken. He's telling people, he was, he was acknowledging in that moment that he was fulfilling Psalm 22. He was telling his people, go to Psalm 22, read this passage, and, and this is what I'm doing. I'm not groaning in defeat. I'm roaring over your enemies. Awesome. I am destroying death in this death. So Jesus was letting the onlookers of the cross know that in his death, he was actually roaring over his and our enemies. And now when we release the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah, we are also connecting into that very same frequency of power and victory over death, hell, and the grave. So uh, God just began to unpack this to me. He said, Andrew, this is the power of releasing the roar. It's connected to the finished work of the cross. So in Amos chapter 3, verse 8, it says, The lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who will not prophesy? And God began to say the power of the prophetic word and the sound of the roar go hand in hand. <clears throat> so um, I'm just reading my next note here. And I just want to ask you this one question because this is, you know, I'm looking for the literal, if it's literal. Are you saying that one of, if not the interpretation of all of this on the roar is that even if a person is alone in their house, if they roared, that would be powerful. Is that what you're getting? Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, and here's the thing is I, I think sometimes we can make everything a, you know, a law or, you know, it's got yeah. to be this way or that way. Um, I think you know, what's key is that we just keep in step with the spirit. But I do believe that the Lord is giving strategy and keys to say, Hey, when, when you release, when you by faith enter into that same, uh, spirit of victory, the spirit of the Lord and, and what he was doing on the cross, roaring, triumphing over his enemies, you know, when you roar, you're actually releasing the very same authority and power and frequency of what Jesus did at the cross. And so there is, I believe there is a, and I'm just going to, I have some more testimonies too, because there's some things that have played out over time now where I'm saying, wow, this is amazing. This isn't just, you know, us being silly and lifting up roars and shouts. Um, God is moving in this. So, very cool. Um, yeah. So yeah. let me just. And by the way, my wife and I. I usually I go to. Well, I go to lots of different places and do conferences or meetings. And at these places, one of my favorite things to do, is to do a corporate roar, and and it's usually I, the way I phrase it is, hey, we're we're not doing this of our own, uh, you know bravado and you know there's no power in in us just being loud or being noisy there's power when we in enter in by faith in yeah. finished work of christ and we step into that same roar and we become uh the vessel for the roar of the lion of the tribe of judah and when we do that by faith 
things start shifting and shaking. So it's awesome. But anyway, yeah, you know, and I'm guessing I don't know if you've seen with your natural eyes or anything, but I mean, the enemy would just be fleeing when that happened, right? He would just he and his minions would be fleeing as fast as they could to get out the door. I would think. Yeah, we've had we've had uh, witches, Satanists. We've had multiple people that when when we begin to release the roar, it's like uh, it's like confusion in the enemy's camp. I've seen it play out. We've seen them literally hightail it. They got to get out. And so nice. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I, I, I think yeah, I like it. I love it. Okay, so moving on to the. Uh, where is it at here okay so let me give you this next dream this was very recently which one are we on which number number four okay so this was actually a recent dream august 14th 2023 and the dream is um or the dream way it happened was in my dream i was in a building with several christian people i'm not sure if it was a church but whatever the case, I could discern that the atmosphere was very thick with unbelief, hmm. boredom, with heaviness, with discouragement, etc. I interrupted that environment being prompted by the Holy Spirit to prophesy. Raising my voice, I prophesied life and hope to the glory of Jesus' name. And in the dream, uh, I saw, so this, you know, it's interesting to talk, talk about the open vision in a dream. Yeah. This began to happen in the dream. In the dream, I saw into the spirit realm and I saw the atmosphere begin to literally swirl. Hmm. And I said, the voice of the Lord is thundering over the atmosphere. Powerful. At, at that moment. So this is what's crazy. At that moment in real life, a huge crack of thunder shook our whole house. I immediately woke up out of sleep to intense thunder and lightning. And Whoa. I knew, and I mean, it, wow. our dog sleeps in our bed too. I mean, he was, you know, <laughs> he was hysterical, you know, and, <laughs> um, and then my wife wakes up. And so I knew that this was like a heavenly encounter. And, um, and so here's what happened. It didn't take long though. After this was happening, I, I lay back down, I fell back to sleep and guess what? I found myself in the very same dream again. And this time I noticed that all the Christians who were previously filled with unbelief, bored, tired, discouraged, etc., were now very like bright, wow. alive awake and stirring with faith and i spoke up and said did you all hear the thunderous boom as the prophetic was released they responded back to me and said no we only heard you prophesy at that point in the dream I had revelation that God wanted me to see what actually happens in the spirit realm when we prophesy the word of the Lord. So I spoke up in the dream and said, when we prophesy, the Lord thunders and releases a shockwave of his glory to clear the atmosphere. 
dream end. Wow. <laughs> it's yeah, very- I mean, that's so powerful. Um, and it's like sometimes you get confused, kid. You're doing that within the dream. You're seeing a vision. But, but the bottom line is God's saying from this, when you, with faith, prophesy with your mouth, and I've got all kinds of things going through my head right now, just so you know, I've been walking through this house prophesying because I'm listening to you and going, I'm going to apply this. Yep. And, and that means I'm going to go and walk through my house and prophesy different things in different spots and different locations because I'm being filled with faith with this story. It's not just a story. It's, it's a reality of what God showed you. Um, so, yeah. Well, and Steve, on the same night, so that, that very night where, you know, we all got the thunder went boom over us. By the way, in the, I think it's the book of John where some heard thunder. Yeah. Some heard the voice of God. And so it's really interesting how it is. that happens. And that very night that that dream happened, my, um, I, I think I asked everyone in my family if they had had dreams. Each one of them had a very interesting dream that night. And so I thought that was so interesting. Like Evan was here. There was angelic activity. God was doing something in the atmosphere. So very uh, cool. Now let me give you a a testimony because this is what I want to say is that God was teaching me even, even with this dream and then looking back to what we've been doing for a while, he was teaching me about the power of both releasing uh, prophetic declarations as well as the roar. And um, what uh, what happened, it was a testimony from 2019. We did something in central Illinois called the roar Peoria. And when we did this, we, um, and by the way, I don't know if I wrote that down, but I did. I just see the roar Peoria testimony. So I, I, I see where we are. Okay. Yeah. So that's all. I'll unpack that. So basically what happened is um, I felt on my heart, the Lord actually gave me, talked about an open vision. The Lord gave me an open vision in 2019 when I was in the region of Peoria, Illinois, and I saw angels uh, literally encircling the whole region. And I thought, what is going on here? And the Lord said, these angels have been stationed here because of the, um, because of the consistency and the frequency of prayer that's been happening in the region. Wow. And I thought, wow, this is awesome. And I felt the Lord say, um, they're waiting for assignments. And, and so we, I was in this context. They, of, this is the angels. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I felt that the Lord said, bring together the prophetic word and the roar of the Lord. And, um, and I thought, okay, well, this is a bit experimental. It's a little outside the box. You know, it, it doesn't feel like a church meeting as usual. So we gathered several different churches together, sev- several different leaders from the region, and we brought them all into this gathering called the Roar Peoria. And what we did is we had um, prophetic words released over the region. We prophesied over the region. We had different leaders. Uh, stand up and give prophetic words that they had either received themselves or someone else, or they remember somebody else prophesying. And we brought, it was almost like a, a file folder, hmm. prophetic words over the region. 
and we took those prophetic words over the region and we re spoke them. We declared them, you know, and anything fresh God was giving us, we just started to speak it forth. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And then we would take several occasions throughout that night to corporately gather over the prophetic word and roar. We would say, okay, we released the uh, the prophecy over the government. Let's roar. We released the prophecy over the education system. Let's roar. We released the prophecy over salvation coming to the region. Let's roar. And we would do this. And again, this is, you know, for any onlooker, they might be like, these people are crazy. But I'm thinking, well, if God's, you know, they probably thought the Israelites were crazy when they walked around Jericho for seven days. You know, like sometimes we just go with the revelation by faith and watch what God does. So we did that. After that night, I get a call from hmm. the lady who hosted us. And she said, are, um, are you looking at the weather right now uh, on the TV? And I wasn't at that moment. So she sent me a, a screenshot. She goes, look, she goes, the radar on the weather has a tornado. Um, marked directly over out where we are it, it's literally on the radar it's directly over where we are and she said we have people out here right now that are looking up at the sky and right over where we are the sky is swirling it's just swirling it's not coming down but it's just literally swirling over and over Jeez. instantly i heard the lord say a gate a portal has been opened there's been a shift in the heavens as you have prophesied and roared and, um, you know, you know, there's so much testimony that came out of that and I don't have time to tell it all, but I will say that dramatic things, dramatic things, and I'm talking, I'm talking, uh, governmental changing things took place on that very night. And so I, it gave me such faith, by the way, yeah, I would think so. That's amazing. By the Jeez. way, I'll tell you this. What happened out of that roar, Peoria, we prophesied. A prophecy came forth that very night and said, one month, this is the, the prophecy that came forth, one month from that day, we said, we the Lord prophesied through, um, through someone there that said, one month from this day, there shall be another roar released in Peoria, and as a, and it will be uh, the, the, um, what, did, what was it? The breakthrough of the angelic realm, fulfilling their assignments on this region. And as a sign all over the region, lightnings and thunderings will break forth. Wow. Like, That's a pretty specific prophecy. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, guess what? We did another gathering one month to the date and we gathered pastors elders, prophets, intercessors, you know, leaders from the region. And again, we stood and we, we stood in the gap, we prophesied, we roared. And at the very end of our meeting, I kid you not, thunder and lightning all over the region. If I had my uh, computer up, I'd show pictures of the lightning we took. Um, but anyway, to me, Amazing. To Amazing. me, these things are signs and wonders. Yeah, They're they saying, are. God's saying you need to get a vision 
for how powerful it is when my people step into a place of prophesying and roaring in the spirit of the Lord and watch as atmospheres begin to shift. Watch as heaven begins to break forth. Angels and winds and flames of fire begin to break forth across cities and states and regions. So this is all part of that learning process. Yeah, awesome. Oh man, that would have been fun to be there and experience it. I imagine I could imagine the crowd breaking out and applause when the when the thunder happened, but I don't know. Oh, maybe it was, maybe it was on their face. <laughs> <laughs> it was we were so excited because yeah. you know, when when you get a word so specific that yeah. on this day this is gonna happen, we just knew, oh man, God's setting something up here. This is exciting. So very good. Wow. Okay. So um, let me give you another. And and part of the reason I'm sharing this, Steve, is because I want to help. My heart is to help give intel and prophetic strategy that can really um, bring us into um, how to effectively war and break through in this time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on number five now. This was. September 1st. So this was a recent one, 2023. And um, I may not use the gentleman's name in this because I haven't talked to him. I haven't asked his permission. Okay. Um, but but let me just say this. So in the dream, I was sitting with a man. Uh, and anyway, this man, I, he's awesome. He's a great guy. I don't think he would mind, but I, I just won't do it because I haven't asked him. And um, he's a pastor, and I know, I know in real life that he's the pastor of a church called uh, Roar, R O A R. Oh, okay. And so, in the dream, I'm sitting with him, and there was another man present in this room who, in real life, I had made covenant with. And in the dream, um, and by the way, what does making covenant mean? It, it's not anything weird or goofy. It's just saying God. Would you bless and honor our uh, agreement together to walk uh, together for the purposes of God, for the kingdom of God? That's That was essentially it. So yeah. in this dream, um, he was in there in this dream. I looked at the two men in this room in the dream, and I heard the spirit of God interrupt me. Or uh, wait, let me say, oh. Not interrupt me. In the dream, I look at the two men in the room and I hear the Spirit of God interpret to me. Sorry, that's what I interpret to me why I was seeing them. And he said, It's time to roar the covenant. It's time to roar the covenant. Wow. In the same way, uh, so this is a, a scripture just going on from there. Um I want to bring up what's the covenant. Well, yeah. Luke twenty two twenty. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, "This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you." And uh, Hebrews twelve twenty four. And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Um. And then the last uh, scripture here, Revelation 12, 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony. They loved not their lives, even unto death. Hmm. 
And so um, God just began to unpack some things and he said, it's time to roar the covenant. And here's what I want to say is that I believe God wants us to understand that the blood of Christ bears a frequency. Hebrews 12, 24, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. There's there's a voice, there's a sound with the blood of Jesus. It's speaking a better word, but it carries a, a resonant frequency, a sound that I believe God's saying, roar the covenant right now. Step back into the power of covenant and begin, you know, honestly, I think that's part of what we've been doing, even with Dutch sheets um, in the um, the assignment. That, uh, what, do we, what did we call that? Um, command the forward. Yeah. There was yeah. something even about the covenant with the nation hmm. and God. And, and I feel like God's saying it's time to roar the covenant, not only for America, but roar the covenant that we share in and through the blood of Jesus Christ. Because we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb. There is a sound of his blood that needs to be released across this nation right now. And I, I feel it's going to break the power of the ill noise that, that the enemy wants to release. And then in Revelation 12, 11, they overcame him by, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. I feel like God's saying, combine the blood the testimony, the prophetic word, and the roar. And these Good. three things combined together carry a frequency to shift the atmosphere, to overcome the enemy, to break the power of death and darkness. So good. That makes sense. Yep. So good. Okay. So, good. Um, so, you know, I share that because this is what has been on my heart. I feel like God is saying, Andrew, share a lot or a bit about what you've been doing. Um, and Steve, I didn't write this down, but I'll just quickly touch on this. I was recently in um, Missouri and we did a conference down there and I taught at this conference. It was called the uh, Midwest Apostolic uh, hmm. Re Midwest Regional Apostolic Training Center. <laughs> and um, we were at this location and we were praying and prophesying and doing a number of things. But one of the things the Lord had me do was teach this group about the power of releasing the prophetic word, combining it with the roar. And when we did this, I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to um, prophesy uh, the words of the Lord over um, Missouri and specifically in the region that we were at. We said, we're going to prophesy. We're going to prophesy that um, human trafficking gets exposed. Good. We're going to prophesy that corrupt government is uprooted. We're going to prophesy that the kingdom of God breaks forth. And I cautioned everybody. I said, just so you know, the Lord tends to confirm these things with signs and wonders in the heavens. And I said, usually there is... Uh, uh, powerful storms, thunders, and lightnings that break forth after we do this. And so it was, it was sunny out. It was beautiful. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. I don't know if there was a cloud in the sky, but it was nice out, you yeah. know? So there wasn't like this knowledge, oh, it's going to storm. Well, we did. We, we prophesied, we released the roar. And then within the hour, we went out to eat 
and the skies grew so black. I mean, wow. it was the blackest black. And it went haywire down there. I mean, it was thunder, lightning, boom, boom, boom. And um, the sound guy uh, came to me later that evening after we went out to eat because he had been home. And he goes, look what happened to my house. He showed this massive tree that had been completely uprooted and laid down. Jeez. And they had so many power outages that night. The, the point is, I take these things very seriously. I don't look at them as, oh, these are just random coincidences. I'm thinking heaven is being engaged right now. Yeah. Angels and demons, uh, are. there's a conflict in the heavens right now because of the power of releasing the prophetic word and the roar of the Lord. So I hope that makes sense, Steve. Well, and and so yeah, just real quick on that to to clarify. So it's not just that the Lord uh, allowed or caused thunderings and lightnings to just make you feel good that you hit the mark, as much as that released things in the heavens so that the angelic could be released on assignment to attack the enemy, and the enemy is fighting back and losing all the way. Is it? Is, is it? The latter is it more about that? Yes, yeah, exactly. And you know, I didn't write these down, but I've got so many words on thunder and lightning. I, yeah. I it's amazing. I, one dream in particular, just off the top of my head, yeah, it was with Bobby Connor. Bobby Connor uh, came to me, hmm. and I was on a mountain in the dream, and um, he appeared to me, and I saw in the distance this massive storm hmm. approaching. And all of a sudden, thunder, oh no, right before thunder and lightning goes off, Bobby Connor looks at me and he says, Andrew, um, when, the, uh, when the lightning is released, that's the angels carrying out the assignment of the word of the Lord on the earth. And he said, and when the thunder is released, it's the sign that now heaven and earth are in alignment. And in the immediately in the dream on this mountain, it begins to lightning and thunder. And it, there's a loud crack of thunder in the dream. And all of a sudden in the dream, I now see paradise on top of the mountain. It's like it's like the heavenly realm is now boom on the mountain. Wow. So, this, you know, these kinds of dreams give me insight. I, you know, yeah. I'm not saying that every time it lightnings or thunders. It's always an angel or it's always, but sometimes I'm wondering, I'm thinking, God, yeah. how much? Here, I mean, it sounds like it's more likely that it is God's army and, and the angelic realm. It's more likely that it is that than, it, than that it isn't. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, so for me, I take these things, like you said, as, as signs that yeah. heaven is moving and that things in the spirit are being dealt with. Yeah. Uh, and if I had time to go into it, I would share testimonies of how we've actually seen, um, I was in a place in Texas and we did the roar. The Lord said, do the roar. And we, I actually had a dream that night uh, going into this conference of where I was speaking about a, a cave uh, that was a location of human trafficking. And uh, we released the roar, and sure enough, it gets exposed um, within the same, I don't know, few days. Amazing. And Amazing. so I think there's something to this that God's saying, I, 
you know, and so I just want to be faithful and obedient to say, I'm bringing this out. To say, on, the, on that cave uh, of human trafficking, did you, is, are you saying that you told the audience, the, the congregants, whatever we call them, this is what I see. We need to roar over this, that it gets exposed. Yep. So then you did, you were roared over it, and a couple of days later, it did get exposed. Is that right? Yep. Yep. The apostolic wow. leader of the whole, this whole ministry called me and said, you won't believe what just took place and shared the story. And, you know, I, I don't right. honestly know much of the details. Sure. Beyond that confirmation, but. It just gives me faith. I'm thinking. Well, of course. Why wouldn't it? Well, of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? You know, it gives me faith hearing it. So, well, we better jump into this next one now. Okay. Uh, we got two more things, I think. Two more dreams. This is good. Okay. This is going to be interesting because this is a different turn of this number six. This is this is a whole new subject, right? <laughs> yeah. I figured, well, I had the dream. There must be something to it. So let's just bring it but, up. And after you... Um, I'm going to have you go ahead and share all of that. It's got some famous names. I'll let you say it. And then after you're done sharing that, I'm going to talk about on the air when I talk with you about off the air on this one. Yep. Okay, so go, go ahead and go for it. Okay. All right. So this one is September 6th, 2023. I had this dream. Uh, in the dream, I saw a shift. Um and yeah, so in the dream, I saw a shift in the phase or the season of the plan. And I saw that. So when I say the plan, I'm speaking about the plan for America. And, yeah. Um, and so I saw that we were entering a time of intentional and purposeful provocation from Trump and the White Hats. Uh, in such a way that the deep state would seek to do anything they could to destroy Trump, which I think that's probably pretty obvious already, yeah. but, yeah. but it was very vivid in the dream. And I knew that the deep state, you know, if they already didn't have murderous designs for him, they definitely uh, were having them now. Like I knew they had murderous designs uh, mm. for him because of the deep state desperation and i knew that the deep state was like they were reaching their own precipice it was like they're there in their final moments of breathing hmm. so however in the dream i was aware that uh like i just knew this by revelation i was aware that trump was insulated he was being kept secure despite the appearance that he is in the vulnerable place of the public eye. And I also was aware of body doubles and masks and other protective measures that would ensure Trump's safety and protection. And oh. so that was great encouragement to me as this, yeah. as I was having this dream. So next in the dream, I was explaining to someone that many key leaders of whom we were told had died would soon be seen and it would shock the world. Many, not just one that you're going to name in a minute, but many. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. So, you know who they were? I don't, I can't say I know. So I've got thoughts, but yeah. I don't know. 
Um, so I thought that, uh, I said that they would soon be seen. It would shock the world. So at that point in the dream, I saw JFK Jr. walking among a crowd of patriots. Um, but he was not, he was not recognized by them, but he knew me for some reason. He knew me in the dream. He looked at me. And when I saw his eyes, I understood by revelation that he must still stay undercover until the right time, but there is a time coming. And this is a literal thing. This is not a symbolic, a JFK-like person. This is, you believe God's telling you, showing you that JFK is still alive? Well, I yeah, I think I think he might be. <laughs> okay. So let me you know, let me just do this right now because when I ask you off the air, as I said, okay, now tell me, Andrew, do you already know, or even before this dream, did you already know that the Patriot channels for at least two or three years have been have been suggesting that JFK Jr. is still alive? And I ask you, were you already aware of that before this dream? And you said I said yes, I was aware of it. I was okay. aware that the Patriot channels and different things have have had a uh thought that um that he was alive so then then my next question was because that's what you said to me then how do how how confident can you be that this wasn't just your personal knowledge getting into your dream and that's what you saw what what would you say i didn't maybe quite ask it that way but what would you say to that yeah, so the way that I look at a lot of my dreams is, you know, I I look at like sometimes how spontaneous they come or like, you know, sometimes when revelation comes it seems just so bizarre or spontaneous. Yeah. And I'm thinking I haven't thought, you know, I had heard about JFK Jr. and what many people had thought about him still being alive. Um and but honestly, I hadn't considered him in maybe a couple of years. I don't really even know if it's been a present. So there's thought. nothing presently. There had been nothing presently going on in your mind. No uh, about that. So okay, that helps because it adds credibility. You have a strong sense of the way your revelation comes that that your knowledge did not interfere with this dream. That this dream was independent of its own, and the best you could tell. Yeah, you know, and and I here's here's something that I've just found is that I purposely try to avoid um, a lot of the uh, chatter that goes on yeah, right. uh, for me, because I just want to have things a bit more pure in the sense of, I just want to, Lord, if you want to say something, you show me, you say it. And then maybe that'll confirm some things out there. But um, I try not to uh, let my, bias or whatever sure potential bias or yeah so yeah yeah, okay well go ahead and continue on so i wanted to stop on the jfk part and then uh, go ahead and keep going on that but i i want to say steve i think that's a great question because you know some of these things we need to weigh the bible says hey test everything yeah hold on to that which is good and my um my context for having this dream was that the night that night that I had the dream, I went before I went to bed, I was literally getting ready for bed, brushing my teeth. And I, I just had had this thought. Uh, I wonder what's going on with the plan. What what's happening right now in this nation? And so I literally asked the Lord before bed, I said, Lord, 
where are we in the phase of the plan uh, for America? And so the last time he had spoke to me about the phase of the plan was in March. And so in March, he had told me that we, uh, in a dream, he had said, we're going from the awake and conscious phase to the many difficult truths brought to the light phase. Wow. So and that was when you had this dream. This is like September 6th. Is that when he told you that phase? Uh, no. So the first phase was that I that he had gave me a dream about was in March of 2000. Okay. All right. And and in that in March, he said many we're going from just the awake and conscious phase of the plan. Okay. So All right. A lot of the plan has been to awake people like come on, wake up and get conscious to what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and then I knew we were in this process of going from that to now. It's almost like many like uh, people are being more prepared for many difficult truths to be brought uh, into the light. Yeah. And <clears throat> um, so true. So true. And, right. you know, and, and part of that, part of this dream that I had on September 6th, I feel like God's saying, hey, because of what is coming and because of who Trump is and what he is intending to do to destroy the deep state, they are going to launch whatever they can to stop it. it you know, it's going to be intense. And for some reason, I believe God's saying, hey, there are a lot of people in high level positions that, that many think are, are dead or gone, but they are actually part of this plan that's going to help mm -hmm. expose some things that need to be exposed. Very good. Very um, good. The other thought I had, Steve, and I just thought this is important, is that without going into a ton of detail on it, but Maui, this is what I felt the Lord said, Maui should just be a warning yeah. for all of us as intercessors that the battlefield is still very active. And speaking of frequency and ill noise uh, you know I, I just think the enemy is looking to release whatever he can frequencies anything he can to disrupt to destroy and that's where i think uh, we need to be active in intercession releasing a greater sound release roaring the covenant breaking really, really good. And, and by the way i think what it will do is Julie's written me a note. We'll we'll skip number seven because they threw that in in case we needed more time. Yeah. Uh, but so the, finish this one off. Uh, and that'll be our time today. But uh, yeah, I want to hear the rest of this now. Um, okay. So after the JFK, then it continues. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, wait, where did I? Um, no, that was the end of the dream. There. Oh, it is. Yep. So that was the end of the dream. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was just looking back. Yep. So basically, I just knew there was a time coming where those that, uh, spe specifically JFK Jr., walking in this crowd of patriots, he needed to stay undercover until the right time. But I knew there's a time coming. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, the You're not saying this, but Patriot channels have been uh, surmising that maybe he's going to be the vice presidential uh, running mate with Trump and all those kind of things. And they get crazy. You know, people get talking Well, this. I think he's going to be that. You're not saying any of that. You're just saying you had this dream and uh, he needs to be undercover for a while longer, assuming it's literal, but you're saying he needs to be undercover for a while. Yeah. And, 
and I let me just I'll finish it with this, Steve, that in terms of uh, where it concerns Trump and and a lot of these dreams, I when I get a dream and Trump's in it, it's usually it's usually so like something that has never entered my mind generally Um, or, or it's not a present thought. It's something that I feel like the Lord really kind of hones in on because of the, the urgent need of prayer and intercession for it. And I also feel encouraged by God answering my prayer that night to say, here's where we're at. We're in this phase where the white hats and Trump, they're going to begin provoking on purpose. There's there's an increasing provoking coming. Why? Because I think that the weapons of the deep state need to be exposed. Everything needs to get. They need to. They need to see where the enemy still has weapons. So and you're saying that Trump and the White House are going are are poking the bear and they're doing it on purpose, even though it's dangerous and scary. Yes. Okay. Yep. So okay. and I think we're seeing some of the reaction. We're seeing yeah. it play out before us, but the encouragement in the dream was that Trump was insulated, that he's protected. Yeah. And so that's a good thing. Yeah, it's very, very good. So, all right. Hey, uh, Andrew, do you want to close with just praying for the people? Today? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Well, Father, I just thank you so much again for this time and for this day. And Lord, yeah. this is the day that you have made, and we mm-hmm. will rejoice and we will be glad in it. And we thank you, Lord. I just, even now, just, Stand firm uh, right now with your people in the victory of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the blood of your covenant, God. We thank you uh, for just the sound and the voice of your blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. We thank you, Lord, for the frequency Mm. of the blood of Jesus. And we just say across America that the blood of Jesus would be applied. We pray there'd be, even as Lou Engle is uh, is stirring up the nation for a great communion revival, mm-hmm. I pray, Lord, let communion, let the celebration, uh, the taking of the blood and the body of Jesus, yeah. let it be participated with uh, in your people right now. And Father, I pray that the roar of the lion would break forth across America. Let the sound of your roar put to silence the ill noise. We pray that the uh, there would be a breaker anointing released through the sound of the roar of the lion through your people. It would shatter the frequency of darkness and death and lies and mm. destruction. And it would begin to break forth heaven on the earth in Jesus name. We thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Andrew, thanks so much. Uh, give our love to Kelly, your wife. And, uh, yeah, we were able to talk by Zoom recently, and that was fun. So she said, you know, you guys make such a cute couple, if I can say it that way. You guys are, how long have you guys been married? Uh, this November will be 19 years. Really? 19? Yeah. And your your kids are how old? Uh, our oldest daughter, she's 16. Okay. And, and then we have two boys, 13 and 11. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a quiver right there. We had three, too. So uh, three as well. So. That's fun. All right, Andrew. And now say the name of your ministry's website there because it doesn't all fit right there. It is vanquishpw.com. Yep. Vanquishpw.com. You can uh, check that out. And, um, you know, we just recently had Rosh Hashanah. And so I I have a little uh, article on there. It's uh, 
it's on sale for four forty four. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. I say that's where there's a four, there's a door, and it's that's kind of my uh, my hope is that this little it's a little uh, printable thing on Rosh Hashanah to encourage people to encounter the Lord in this open door season. So sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, God bless you. Thanks a lot. And a reminder that Johnny Enlow will be with us on Monday morning, eleven o'clock Pacific. Another episode of Johnny Enlow Unfiltered. We'll see you all later. Have a great weekend and see you Monday morning. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.